gotta, I gotta play this like all throughout today, <laughs> just in case. Alright guys, so welcome to another episode of the Women Who Love Too Much Pod. Again, I'm Haiti, your realtor extraordinaire podcast host, you already know. Um, and I have a very special guest here with me today and I'm super excited again about this episode and just to give you guys a little bit of insight because y'all know I keep it real. Um, we're redoing this episode because we had some technical issues last time and it was a really good one, but it was on my end. So I'm definitely appreciative to have Joanne back. Um, Joanne, introduce yourself to the people. Hi, Joanne Alexander, licensed mental health counselor. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, we have a professional in the building, so I'm definitely mm -hmm. happy about that because, you know, that is, this is a first. This is a first for the pod, so I'm super duper excited to have you here today. Um, and yeah, yo, we're gonna, we're gonna kick it off. Um, again, just tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about your background, just so the people know also where they can follow you and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. Um, so like I said, licensed therapist, um, I've been practicing for over 10 years. Um, I've worked in a variety of settings. I've worked in behavior hospitals. I've worked at the VA hospital with veterans. I've worked with clients struggling with addictions. Um, I'm cur currently working um, in the school setting and I also have a private practice, uh, Grounded Path um, LLC. So I see teens um, and adults. I see families, couples. Uh, I offer individual sessions. So um, I kind of tailor my services to the needs of the client. That's what's up. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. So, um, so if y'all looking for a therapist and y'all local here in Orlando, hit her up because, you know, this is a, a therapy promoting podcast. I'm starting to say that quite often because this is what, we, you know, we're pr promoting healing and mm -hmm. all that good stuff. So mm -hmm. if y'all are looking for a therapist, again, hit up Joanne. Um, but yeah, let's just get it started. So today's topic, yeah. you know, we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence, which, you know, we, we, we hear it. We, you know, we hear people talk about it, right? We hear it thrown around, but it's definitely something that is um, still far, right? Very few and far between for a lot of people. Like, what is, and, and that's another thing too, because a lot of people don't really know, you know, we hear emotional intelligence here and there, but what, it, what does it actually mean? So hit, let us know a little bit of a, of a definition of what emotional intelligence is. Yeah, I mean, so I think people are familiar with IQ, right? Um, your ability to solve problems, learn, think. I think people associate it with like how smart you are. Uh, but what research has found is that um, those with high IQ um, weren't actually outperforming in the workplace, regardless of industry. As a matter of fact, um, individuals with average IQ, uh, they were outperforming more successful than those with high IQs. And so they were like, well, what's the missing variable? Um, and they found emotional intelligence. So it's emotional intelligence measures your ability to understand and manage emotions. Um, it's understanding what you're feeling, what you're going through, being able to manage what you're feeling, being able to understand the feelings of others, and using all of mm. that knowledge um, in your relationships. Mm. Yo, facts. Um, very important, right? Very important. And that's one of the things that I've been um, talking about lately, and I've kind of been realizing throughout my own journey right now that I'm looking for to be, you know, surrounded and, and be more emotionally intelligent myself. Right. Um, so it's something that I think uh, is, is highly important 
um, I'm more mindful of it than ever before. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people are being turned on to it, right? Being more turned on to it, more self-aware. Um, there's more promotion of it, right, overall. So, you know, in order for us to have healthier relationships and just better interactions overall with, with those, you know, around us, um, emotional intelligence is key. So, um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about, you know, because I know there's like some areas, right, four main areas of emotional intelligence. So let's let's run through that. Let's run through that yeah. and tell yeah. people what, what those are. So I'm going to talk about four main areas for emotional intelligence. Um, they're broken up mm -hmm. into two categories, personal competence and social competence. So within personal okay. competence, there's self-awareness. Um, it's your ability to understand your emotions, understand and identify your triggers. What pushes your buttons? You know, what mm -hmm. situations or settings um, are you uncomfortable versus comfortable? Um, so it's that mm -hmm. self-awareness piece of what am I feeling right now? Why am I feeling this way? Being able to kind of understand yourself, that's a skill. Um, that's a skill. And so right. that's one fourth of this umbrella of emotional intelligence. Um, second piece is self-management. Okay, now once I know what my triggers are, what makes me angry, what makes me upset, what makes me feel disrespected, whatever it is, once you have that awareness, what do you do with it? You know, are you, um, that's the second piece, right? That self-management piece. Are you remaining composed in situations that are upsetting? Are you yelling? Are you dysregulated, right? So it's not enough to just understand what you're feeling but what do i do with that now that i know what my triggers are am i setting boundaries do i find myself in these same situations and so knowing what you're feeling understanding why it's happening and then what you do with that and how you compose yourself and respond and react that's half of emotional intelligence that's that personal competence part now yeah, you're shifting no, from yourself to others um mm. and so the second piece is social competence and so now it's like Social awareness. Can you recognize or understand what someone else might be going through? What they're feeling? Can you read the room? You know, um, or are you only paying attention to how you're feeling in the situation? Or can you stop for a minute to say, how is this message received? What am I seeing? Am I socially aware of what somebody else is experiencing? And then again, using all of that knowledge and awareness um, to manage the relationship whether it be a romantic relationship, parent-child relationship, a work relationship, um, you use that information to um, you know, make the relationship successful. Damn, man, I got some work to do. I thought I was pretty emotionally intelligent, but it looks like I got some serious work to do now that you're breaking it down like this. And, and I'm sure a lot of you are coming to that realization as you're hearing these things because I'll be honest with you, when I'm in a space where, you know, I'm very expressive, I'm very emotionally, ugh, like, yeah. So for me, I have a hard time managing my emotions in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're just very, I'm a very passionate per person, sorry, by nature. So whenever I'm feeling something or, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm taking that in, it's, it's really hard to regulate that and even put myself in a situation where I'm able to kind of take into consideration how the other person's feeling. So I'm the yeah. type of person where I need to kind of walk away from the situation, take some time to process, kind of just, you know, let the emotions kind of wind down kind of settle a little bit so that way I'm able to kind of you know be a little bit more objective in the situation and be like okay yeah let me let me let me think about this like was my you know 
let me let me reason here and um yeah so i don't typically do that i'm the type of person i mean i go full throttle and um you know working on that i'm working on that i'm not saying it's good it's just it's just you know i'm I'm just being honest you know but it's not just you right like it's not just you when we're upset we're dysregulated right so our body is in fight flight freeze like we're just trying to um survive that threat right so you know the threat of disrespect or the threat of being misunderstood or whatever is happening in that argument and so that's why the self-management piece is super key um it's okay now that i'm feeling dysregulated now that i'm having a physiological response i'm upset my heart is racing i'm hot like right i feel like i'm boiling um how do i calm myself down so that i can be clear-minded so that i can have a conversation without regrets later so that I'm not crossing a boundary and being disrespectful. Um, all of that, again, that's just a skill building. Um, you know, this is practice. And even with practice, we make mistakes. You know, we weren't identifying our trigger going into the conversation. So we weren't prepared for it. Whatever the case may be, this is, um, you know, it's something that we're forever growing and working towards is that recognition, but also the regulation piece. No, definitely. I mean, there's nobody more triggering to me than my son's father. Like I, this man triggers me to the T, but, but like you mentioned, boundaries are key. Like I've learned to set the proper boundaries. Cause I mean, this is a person that I have to interact with no matter what. So it's somebody that I've had to learn. I mean, cause usually I'm quick to cut cause people off. Like I'm like, okay, this person, like we don't vibe, like, you know I mean? We can't communicate effectively. Uh, you go your way. I go mine. But again, this is a situation where, you know, that's not what's best for my son. So I have to kind of bite the bullet and do what I have to do in the situation. And because of that, um, I, it's, it's forced me to kind of set boundaries, which I've, I'm surprised myself how effective it is, really. Because it's like in setting those boundaries, um, it's like the, what he like the things that he says or does doesn't penetrate the same way right it doesn't affect me the same way like I'm, I'm already shielded from that to a certain degree mm-hmm, because of the mm-hmm. boundaries that I've set mm-hmm. um and I noticed that just the other day the 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 man gaslighted me like very blatantly I'm telling you like all these terms gaslighting um emotional intelligence right emotional abuse all these things I've learned through the experiences that I've encountered and particularly you know that relationship being one of them and honestly, like, that was one of the things that I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, it was crazy how immediately I could tell. I'm like, this man's gaslighting me. And, and I just couldn't help myself but to say, I'm like, oh, well, you're definitely, you're a gaslighter. You know, example right here, right now um, type of thing. But again, because of the boundaries, I was able to kind of, in the moment, usually I, kinda, I think I would have fed into it a little bit more and just been like, no, you know, that's not my, you know, argued the point. No, I know that's not, not, that's not my reality. You know, this, that, and the third. And just to give a little bit of context, we were just kind of discussing um, uh, my son um, being late to school because obviously we have shared custody and stuff like that. So it just so happened we had gotten a letter from the school that, you know, uh, again, like um, talking about truancy. They were like, oh, you know, he's been late like five times. And I'm like, what? Like, I was unaware of this. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I've, 
even that that last week or whatever um i had taken him to school i think maybe late once so i was kind of surprised by that you know that he had been late that that many times i just wasn't aware so it was the conversation we needed to have but again it was just like he was questioning my reality i'm like no sir like we got a letter from the school they tracked this information and he's going late to school and if if i'm not dropping him off late then clearly you are because you're the only other person dropping him off at school. So, and, and, you know, and just to give him credit in the situation at the end of the day, because of the boundaries that I set, like I didn't really, again, I didn't feed into it. It was a conversation, which I immediately detected and saw when he was gaslighting me. But then it's like, I immediately, it was kind of funny too. Cause my son actually was the one to call him out on it and kind of settle the situation and it's like once my son my son actually said something I was like no daddy every time you drop me off the doors are closed okay he's late so right there was settled I just immediately stayed quiet there's nothing else to be said like I you know what I mean and it was just kind of one of those moments where there's no need to you know further you know to further the the conversation anymore or yeah. say anything yeah. else um to that effect and he he did apologize for it so credit to him for that but at the end of the day again it's it's the boundaries put in place because i think sometimes you know people do these things and i'm not speaking particularly about him but just in general i think sometimes people have a tendency of gaslighting us or doing things because i guess some people get kicks off seeing you know people getting a rise out of others right getting a rise getting certain reactions out of others and I know I went off on a little bit of a tangent, but just to give kind of an example of something recent that I went through that was kind of like, okay, you know what I mean? I had to really take a step back. And, and again, boundaries are, are key in these situations in order to be able to um, um, manage that, right? And have a little bit more emotional intelligence. So, I mean, yeah, I think, go ahead. Yeah. Something that you said that kind of stood out to me was that self-regulation piece because it is what we're talking about right like that self-management right. so what used to be a trigger for you in the past with what would have uh, got a reaction out of you um you were able to kind of maintain composure and you you know we're not in control or we cannot control what other people do or say we can control our reaction and our response so i can either allow this to upset me ruin my day right, right? you can see the other side of me that i'm trying to work on or I can maintain composure and, you know, focus on the goal. The goal here is not who's right, who's wrong. The goal here is not, you know, you're messing up. The goal is let's get our son here on time. So as long as the conversation is focused on let's get our son to school on time, the rest of it don't matter, right? Do I need to get him ready earlier? Yeah. Can you pick him I up earlier, right? Like, let's focus on the goal. But right. I did hear you say, you know, mm -hmm. um, you saw growth in yourself when it came to that self-management piece because what used to upset you, you were able to kind of let that go or maintain that composure in that moment. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did get a little satisfaction once it was settled because I was like, I knew I was right. And you're over here trying to make me question my own reality when I know it wasn't me. So I'm like, yeah, I did. I'm not going to lie. I'm human. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. great. You can count on kids, uh, you know, to, to tell it like, like it is. Facts. And, and you know, <laughs> I feel very fortunate and, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky that my son is as expressive as he is. He's very articulate. He's very, like, you know, for his age, he's only six years old, but, like, the kid can, like, 
he can identify some emotions and he'll settle things and he'll be like, hey, he tells me all the time, he's like, mom, I need to speak. I want to say something. I have something to say and I need people to hear me. And I love that because I tell him all the time, I'm like, you know, you need to tell people how you feel. Somebody yeah. makes you feel some type of way, you know, you need to, you need to express that. You need to let them know that because people can't read your mind. So um, at the end of the day, I try to be mindful about that and just, you know, also because I know, you know, what we're dealing with on the other side and his dad, you know, again, he has as good as bad. We, you know, we all do, right? We all have our, our imperfections and, you know, our things that we need to work on. But because I know his dad is a little bit more emotionally cha challenged when it comes to certain things, you know what I mean? And, and just expressing certain things, I want to make sure that my son doesn't have those same issues, you know, in the same way. Because I yeah. see how then later on in, in adulthood, it, it's, it affects you. It affects your relationships. It affects the way that you're able to communicate. I mean, he and I had many of issues communicating and I think you know there's some things that we could have overcame but at the end of the day I think it's that it's just if you don't have the tools you don't have the ability or the awareness yes. like what we're talking about here to mm -hmm. kind of step away and think about hey how is this other person feeling you know what I mean how is this affecting um the other person and, and really what, what am I doing here how am I you know again uh, people want to get their point across or you know achieve a particular goal let's say right quote unquote right whatever that may be but it's how you're how you're trying to get that and through manipulation and gaslighting and stuff yo those things are super toxic unhealthy and very effective let's be honest they're effective for people i mean i mean think about it like there's people you know i, I see people i see people do it all the time and even in my industry yeah. there's a bunch of people that are super manipulative and and you know what i mean persuasive and stuff like that and they, that's how they get shit done but um like I like to say anything extreme is, is kind of bad so um, let's let's check that let's check that a little bit for sure so you know yeah so social awareness you know all that stuff that you were talking about self-management super duper important and um, another thing is you know why why even have emotional intelligence a lot of people are like oh well I've been doing just fine being how I am again some people are manipulative and you know what I'm saying they're like oh well that's how I get my way so what's the point? What 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 is really achieved in increasing your emotional intelligence? Yeah, I think um, you know, as what far as success in in or positive relationship, just is one aspect of it, right? So where research shows that increasing your emotional intelligence has a wide range of benefits and positive um, impacts in your life. Um, it actually has a greater influence on your success than IQ. So investing your time in understanding what you're feeling, investing your time on building skills to manage your feelings in a healthy way, um, investing your time in being socially aware and understanding what others are going through. So, you know, we're talking about four different skills. You can be stronger in one area, the area than the other, you know, but you should be constantly working on each of those areas because there's always going to be growth. There's never a perfect score maxed out as people change, dynamics change, you know, you have to adjust and be able to change as well. So you're constantly needing to self-assess, self-reflect, and then kind of um, adapt to different situations. But back to your original question, which is like the benefits in addition to kind of improved um, relationships, um, you know, it's critical in success at work. So again, they found that the majority of leaders and the majority of um, people who outperformed or were successful um, had higher IQs, you know? So this not only benefits your personal relationships, it benefits you, your career, your work, you know? Um, 
the same study showed that um, individuals with higher IQs made about 30,000 more a year than those with lower um, sorry, yeah. EQs. So those were higher yeah. emotional intelligence. Your ability to work with people, have those interpersonal skills, mm -hmm. um, makes you more money, <laughs> uh, improves your relationship. And overall, um, people report just an overall satisfaction with life. Like they just feel better in the day to day um, when they have those higher emotional intelligence skills. Damn, man, it equates to more money. It can. <laughs> That's always it a can. good thing. Yes, it can. That's always a good thing. So, um, no, and I definitely would say that. I mean, I, I definitely think that I, like what you were saying, like how people have different degrees, right, as far as the, the different areas are concerned. Mm -hmm. But, like, I, I definitely feel like I do have the self-awareness. What, what I'm still working on is the relationship management. Yeah. For me. Like, yeah. that's what yeah. I have not, <laughs> yeah. have yeah, not yeah. really takes yeah, work no, yeah I, it's it's not no no it's the dynamics of human work. relationships are not easy no definitely especially not in the romantic department like my my <laughs> love life is oof <laughs> it is not good right now but then again i'll be honest the 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 dating scene yo like man technology is great but damn is it messing up the 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 what's it called like the dating the dating um and stuff like that yo like technology is messing that shit up like i i totally like it's just so trash like i'm like damn man it's it's like i'm going through it right now and it's like honestly i'm not even in a place where i'm like desperate to like find somebody or anything like that but it's just i'm just opening myself up to it right i'm like hey you sure. know how am i gonna meet someone if i'm not because I, i'm a, the only thing i'm around is realtors and honestly i do not want to date anybody in my industry sorry sorry it's just it's just uh it's just you know very common personality types and it's just like I, I, I'm, I'm not here for it I'm not here for it. I need to try something different so with that being said I mean damn it's 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 rough it's rough out here in these streets so um definitely presents its challenges and then as far as that finding people that are um highly emotionally intelligent that's also really tough like even now that we're in this like whole you know mental health um you know just high and people are very uh, aware it's being promoted people you know it's just, it's 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 just it's the time for mental health awareness right yeah, however for, sure. for emotional intelligence nah mm -hmm. not really not so much not so much we need we need some more um some more education on it like people need to just uh read up a little bit more on it and that's why i think you know i, I think this episode is so important because I think it's just opening, opening that up, right? Opening up that conversation and letting people know, hey, you know, this is this is what emotional intelligence looks like, and this is why it's important to develop. Because I don't, I don't really think it's really high up there. I mean, it is for me, and it's become something that's honestly the top of my list. Like I don't like looks and all that stuff. Yeah, it's important to be attracted to the person, all that stuff. But emotional intelligence is so freaking key. And I think especially from where for where I am from sorry from where I am in my life right now, like mm -hmm. that is just important. That's one of the top things on my list. So I don't know about y'all, but y'all need to get you an emotionally intelligent man that knows at least or is self aware enough to even get the help that's necessary to to continue to develop that skill. Because without that, I don't know. I don't know how people stay married. I'll be honest. I don't know how people stay married that long. I don't know how people stay in relationships that long because, yo, that's how shit gets really, really toxic. So for me, it's like, uh, 
I don't know. It's it's it's, it's definitely tough. It's a tough skill to build, um, without a doubt. But um, so yeah. So just just in particular, and since you know I continue, I'm harping on dating because yo, I just been through some things right now. And I'm kind of. I like hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I'm a little traumatized. <laughs> but um, but definitely, what are what are some traits you would say that emotionally intelligent people um will have? How can we detect an emotionally intelligent person? Um. Well, I mean, some some key things I would recommend looking for is empathy, right? So are they trying to understand what you're feeling or going through? Or are they dismissing your feelings? You know, oh, you're just being dramatic, you're overreacting. Are they dismissing your experience or your feelings? Because part of being emotionally intelligent isn't that you have to agree or feel what they're feeling, right? So maybe different things trigger different people in that relationship. But is the person at least willing to listen, right? So there's the empathy component. Are they trying to understand what you're feeling? Like, listen, that hasn't happened to me, or I don't feel the same way, but I want to hear about your experience. I mean, that's like major, right? So Mm -hmm. somebody who's empathetic, somebody who's an active listener, are they busy? Uh Uh-huh, yeah, uh uh-huh. Are they texting? Are they disengaged? Or are they giving you that eye contact? Are they sharing in that presence with you? Are they giving you their attention? Are they really listening to understand, again, what you're going through? Um, Are they an effective communicator? Do they also share their feelings? Do they also um, kind of communicate their needs? You know, all of that's important because if they're not self-aware of what they need, that they can't express it or share it with you. So, it, you know, it goes back and forth between the self-awareness and then the social awareness. Do they understand what they're feeling or do they just bottle everything up and then they're snapping at you and you're trying to figure out, like, wait, what happened? Or are they able to express what they're feeling but also be there for you when you need to express? And then, again, I think composure. I think it just goes back to how do they handle their feelings? Are they a yeller, a thrower? I mean, are they like avoiding your cause, or are they someone who is, are willing to have the hard conversations? Like this makes me uncomfortable, but we need to have it, you know. So someone who can remain composed, you know, who can um, remain respectful in a dialogue. Um, I would say, if I had to give some quick, quick, you know, things that you should look out for as far as traits, I would say empathy. Someone who's an active listener, listener, um, someone who can communicate with you, and someone who remains composed. Damn, those are gems right there. Write those things <laughs> down. No, I mean, I mean, it's so important. And you know what? It's like for some people, it's like, oh, once you hear it, you're like, oh, duh. But I mean, like, yo, there's a lot of, and I'm telling you because I've dated some people that I'm like, yo, they are not like that. They're not empathetic. They don't care. They're totally disengaged. It's all about them really not you know not not even taking into consideration not even able to express how they're feeling it's just one day out of nowhere they just blow up about something totally unrelated but it's because they've been holding all this other stuff in not expressing or telling or oh why don't you do this or you never been there for me well excuse me when have you like you know i mean tell me that like tell me hey i really need your support here i really need you to be here for me i really need this from you again i can't read your mind I don't know what you're mm-hmm. thinking. You don't know what I'm thinking. If we don't express those things, then how are we going to understand one another? We are not the same person. So that's something that, although, I mean, it feels kind of obvious, but yo, it really isn't. It really, really isn't. And for a lot of people, they struggle to be able to articulate their feelings. Yeah, yeah. It's and I mean, I, I would say because these are all skills that we're working towards, something I'd also want to look out for is someone's willingness to work towards it. 
right? So even if you guys recognize, hey, I noticed that you're not, you know, you've been upset for a few days, you haven't really communicated to me, you know, what's going on, or in the situations, hey, I've been going through something, Um, you haven't been available for me to kind of come to in this difficult situation that I'm going through. So are they willing to work on it? Oh, okay, I'm sorry about that. I'm working on that. Or are they, again, dismissive? It's you, it's not me, I'm busy. You know, I'm not looking for someone or I wouldn't be looking for someone who's like perfect in all these areas because we're always growing. But I Mm -hmm. would be, it would be important to me to look for someone who's willing to work on it, who who recognizes and acknowledges that this is an area that maybe they're not great at or um, they're not strong in. And are they willing to admit that and then work towards growing and being better at it? That would be important to me. I'm telling you, one of my questions, I don't care, like straight off the bat, I'm like, oh, how do you feel about therapy? Have you been to therapy? Yeah. Do you, how do you, because, yo, I'm I'm honest, I'm telling you, this is a therapy promoting podcast, because at the end of the day, (laughs) the men that are like, oh, nah, I don't believe, oh, no, I don't believe in that, I don't need that, this, that, like, I had a partner who went, we went to couples therapy, and the man told the therapist, I am here because she needs therapy. We're in a couples therapy session. And he, okay, so I'm like, okay. I I had to take a step back at that moment because I'm like, if this is his perception of what we're doing, he literally told the therapist, oh, I'm here because she needs it. Not me. She needs it. I'm like, yeah, no, this isn't going to work. So, I mean, those are just some of the things. So that's just right top of top of mind right there and empathy is a huge one like you know what i mean that's another thing too i'm paying attention to the relationships they have with their mothers particularly mm-hmm. with their mothers yeah and yeah, also yeah right and and then also how are they treating other people around them how do i see them interact with you know their friends other people right whatever once they start yeah i mean i wasn't i'll be honest i didn't really pay attention to that stuff very very much i kind of just was like oh this person's nice to me that's all that i care about but again there's a lot of love bombers out there guys yo these are tactics and techniques that some people use to draw you in and it works i'll be honest i've I've fallen for for it quite (laughs) quite a few times but again it doesn't last it doesn't last and it's not indicative of the real person that they are so it's like you have to have awareness as far as that's concerned. So, yeah, I'm so glad that you brought that up. And those are the, like I said, yo, jot it down. And I will put I will put these things in the notes <laughs> so people can just like, yo, yeah, just just again, take notes, um, keep these things top of mind when when um, and not just seeking out a partner. But again, just people in general, people that you're letting into yeah. your life, people, friends yeah, and sure. stuff like that, because I for know sure. that I've also had to let go of a lot of friends, you know, which is. I don't know like I'm not the person which which is interesting because you and I know each other from like way back we went to middle school together so Mm -hmm. you know we know each other from from a long time ago and although you know you and I haven't I would say really really kept you know very much contact throughout the years like Mm -hmm. I mean given and it's not just because you're a therapist I'll I'll just be 100% but you could tell you know and I think you've always been like I don't know that's just what I remember about you you were always very very kind very like you know just not I don't know. It's not somebody that gave me that kind of energy, right? That, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just some yeah. people that are just a little like, oh, like, I don't know, like, what's up with this person? Or, you know, you just feel walking on eggshells a little bit or not quite sure about them to, to, to a certain extent. And um, you've always given good vibes. So the fact that you're a therapist now is just, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. 
And um, but no, I mean, even like I, what I was getting at really is just saying that I'm not really the type of person to really sustain those friendships, like from like mm-hmm. middle school. I don't. I mean, I think Jasmine might be the only person that I talk to, and that's not even, and that's kind of sporadically. Like it's not. Other than that, like I don't know. I don't. I don't know what anybody from high school is up to, or and I don't know. I just haven't maintained those type of friendships, and I'm not the type of person to really do that because I think I've changed a lot. Like I've, I've. It's just like you know the way that I've evolved, and I think the person that I was in middle school and high school. Oh my God, come on! Like I was so standoffish. I was like, you know, super duper like attitude and like ah, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. It was just I was too cool in my mind. <laughs> so I mean, it is what it is, right? But um, that person that I was then is obviously I mean, you know, I've matured so much since then, and and my experiences have shaped me. You know, my experiences with people and stuff like that. Like I, I typically am very trusting and things of that sort. So in having those experiences, I've kind of grown and, and, and realized that the people that I called friends and the people that I thought were friends weren't really healthy people, weren't really, you know, kind of toxic, aren't people that that I would want to, you know, have in my life now. So, you know, people kind of fall off, kind of fall off. And even recently, in recent years, I've had that. I had like some new friendships pop up and then it's like they quickly fizzled out because of of what we're talking about now just lack of effective communication we weren't able to really communicate i'm the type of person i'm i think i'm a little bit well no not a little bit i am very direct and with me it's like straight no chaser and i i i've gotten comfortable with that because that is you know that's how i i I like to just get my point across i like to let people know you know what you see is what you get right off the bat but a lot of people don't like that you know some people are turned off by that oh you're not gonna appease me you're not oh well you know you can't say that around me or you can't be that way around me well no well this is who I am and if doesn't particularly jive with you then okay you know what I mean and that's okay I think that's part of also you know coming into your own and and, and being okay I think that just comes with, with the age that we're in now right the stage that we're in now um, as women too, I think you know we're we're brought up to to be very um, very um, what's it called like um, just conforming and being a little bit complacent and just like oh you know just appeasing others right as women because we have to get in and fit in right in certain ways but um, I'm definitely not about that and that's not my personality whatsoever so anyways um, you know I I just had to put my two cents in and just say a little something about that but. Um, no, definitely important you, to know that you're talking about emotional intelligence not just in relationships like romantic relationships but also in friendships yeah. but really any relationship I mean if you're in a position where you're recruiting for a team or hiring you know for a department I mean you would benefit from looking at candidates or looking to build a team with people who are um, emotionally intelligent, people who have good composure, people who are self-aware, people who communicate, people who can work well with others, who can adapt in different situations. So, I mean, really emotional intelligence and who you surround yourself around applies in all of those different areas, not just, you know, partnership, um, friendships, work relationships. I mean, you should always be looking um, to surround yourself with people who um, are working towards these skills. Oh, I love that. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think, um, again, I mean, and I, I guess that's just what I'm living, going through right now. I'm yeah, kind of stuck on yeah. the, the romantic relationships, right, and friendships, but you're so right. Like, just in, in, in work environments and in those dynamics, how that kind of 
helps, right? You want to think about it. I'm in sales. I mean, people want to work with people they like. What's going to make you, what's going to make them like you is the fact that you're aware of their needs, that you can listen mm-hmm. to them, that you can, you know what I'm saying? It's not just, hey, I'm pretty and I've sold a hundred homes. Like, no, like it's, it's more so that it's, hey, can you speak to my needs? Can you, and I mean, I encounter that all the time. You know, I work a yes. lot with sellers and that's one of the things that I have to keep in mind is like, hey, it's not about me. It's about them. What is it that they need? What's their goal? You know what I mean? Because that's going to differentiate me from a lot of other agents. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, definitely, I agree. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. That's very key as well. So, um, and, and I also wanted to ask you, Joanne, what are, what are some ways, too, that you can kind of um, improve your emotional intelligence? For those that are looking to do so, I'm sorry, looking to do so and stuff, like what, what are some of the things that you would encourage or, you, you know, you think you would advise people to do? Yeah, I mean, I would first work on um, identifying which area or which skill um, you want to put focus toward so because there'd be different strategies based on which of the four skills you know are you working on self-awareness are you working on self-management are you working on social awareness or are you working on relationship management and based on which area so I wouldn't recommend that you're trying to do it all at all at once right I would sure. give your attention and your focus to one area at a time monitor get feedback um, and then you can work to grow on the other areas but Um, As far as like self-awareness, if you're wanting to be able to learn more about yourself, your triggers, um, it's, you know, getting to know what you're feeling, like stopping to take temperature checks, like how am I feeling in this meeting? How am I feeling after this meeting? How am I feeling in this conversation? How did I feel after we had that conversation? But it's stopping to put attention towards what you were feeling. What part of that conversation left me feeling misunderstood? or what part of that conversation had me feeling. You know, it's really putting attention to what occurred so that you can start to recognize, oh, it was when he called me this. Something about name calling, it's something about when they call me crazy that just makes me shut down, right? But it's starting to understand what your triggers are, what your buttons are, um, and the best way to do that is to kind of recognize what you're feeling. Once you're able to recognize what you're feeling, another another strategy I would um, recommend is to not categorize your feelings as good or bad. Sometimes when we categorize our feelings as bad, like anxiety, fear, shame, embarrassment, we don't, doesn't feel good, so we either dismiss it or cover it up. Um, but it's okay to lean into your discomfort. All feelings um, are trying to communicate something about you. They're teaching you something about you. So instead of, I know I'm not even gonna think about that right now. You know, I don't even wanna, I don't even wanna talk about that right now. Like we're just trying to, you know, avoid the pain or the discomfort. But part of being self-aware is to lean into that. Man, that really sucked. Let me figure out why that sucked, right? And it's just kind of exploring it further as opposed to like just dismissing it. That Those would be some really quick um, strategies to kind of work on that self-awareness piece. Um, self-management. What am I doing to um, remain composed? Again, I, I love that word because it's just, you know, there's something about composure in difficult situations that can really um, change the direction that a conversation goes. Um, am I breathing in this moment? Um, breathing for me is a big one because, I mean, it's like research-based. It's not like cliche. Um, your brain requires a certain amount of oxygen to be able to regulate, think clearly, um, remain you know, executive in a situation. So taking those deep breaths gives your body what it needs to think logically and clearly. If not, 
you're responding from an emotional place and not a logical place, not a place with reason. Um, and there's a difference. There's a difference if I'm really de- thinking th- this through in this situation. And you can only do that if you're composed. Take your breaths. Um, you don't have to always respond. You don't have to always text back, email back, call back. Sometimes, again, another skill for self-management, just, just sleep on it. You know what? I'm not even going to call you back for 24 hours because right now I recognize that I'm feeling upset or triggered. I'm going to work on my composure, and that may be 24 hours. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Um, so, you know, that's another, another strategy. Just kind of just, just wait, you know, until you are able to think it through a little bit, and then you can decide how, or how you want to respond. Um, making sure that um, you're taking control of your self-talk, because, again, sometimes our perception of a situation can really dictate our response. So if you left a situation thinking, oh, they're just trying to, they're out to get me, or they're just trying to disrespect me, or they're just, like, if you've convinced yourself that that was the goal, that'll change your response. But if you can Mm -hmm. kind of stop and take control of your self-talk, you know, they don't have the skills to communicate. I know that this is an area that they struggle in. I know that this is an area that they need to work on. You know, that's different than they're doing it on purpose because they just want to, like, make me mad. So your perception of a situation can dictate your, you know, um, your response and how you view it, how you feel about it. Um, those would be some self-management strategies. Um, so the ones I've listed already are really about that personal competence. Um, if you're working on understanding others, so social awareness, um, practice the art of listening. Okay, it goes back to having the traits that we talked about that you're looking in others. Be empathetic, right? Yeah. Even if you don't agree with what somebody's saying. Are you hearing them? I hear you say, when I talk to you this way, it makes you feel defeated or whatever, right? But like, are you hearing what they're saying? Um, are, you, are you really listening? Um, watch your body language, right? You're saying that you care, but you got your hands crossed. You're focused on your phone. Um, you know, being socially aware is hearing what somebody has to say, um, you know, really watching your body language and what it's communicating. Um, taking the time to get to know them, you know, greet them by name, um, you know, look around, you know, what's what's the vibe in the room right now? Should I continue this conversation or has this person person shut down? If they're not making eye contact, if they're slouched, they're checked out. You don't have to keep going. Maybe it's time for to just say, let's take a 10 minute break. I can tell that this is this conversation is difficult. Um, that's part of being socially aware is being able to read the room. Um, and then lastly, that, that relationship management piece, it's finding the balance between being your authentic self, which I kind of heard you describe, like this is just kind of how you are, and also balancing that with how can I be authentic to me, but also meet the needs of someone else? Because that, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, finding that balance, you don't want to lose yourself in trying to please someone, and you don't want to not be willing to hear feedback because you're just trying to focus on your needs. It's really finding that that good balance, right? I'm not compromising myself. I'm not, you know, losing who I am and my parts of my identity, but I'm also adapting to somebody else's needs as well. So being able to take feedback, work on yourself, not get defensive, um, you know, acknowledging the other person's feelings, building trust, all of that um, would help that relationship management piece. Wow. So many good things. (laughs) No, no, but I mean, honestly, I was just, 
oh man, like so much, so much of that like resonated with me, and a lot of it was very, very helpful. And I think um, you know the audience is definitely going to find it very, very helpful to hear those things because it puts things very much in perspective as far as to just you know how to engage, right? And how to like because I mean even that that last piece you said about still remaining authentically yourself within all of that. That's a very important thing, and that's taken me a long time to figure out because I first needed to figure out who I really was before I could do that. I mean, I was a people pleaser, a huge people pleaser. And my my thought and my perspective was always, um, and the way I was brought up was really just do whatever makes the person happy. So that way, you know, as long as you keep the person happy, you know, then, you know what I'm saying, things are good because, you know, the person is getting what they want, but then what about me? Yeah. And I did do a lot of that, you know, just in all types of relationships, romantic relationships, friendships, even work dynamics. Like I was always like, okay, like, you know, what does this person want me to do? What does this person want me to say? How does this person want me to say it? But then I ended up in a place where I was just like, oh shit, like I'm not happy. Like, why am I so grumpy? Why am I, you know, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling so lost? Why am I feeling so, um, just like, uh, like, you know, just not, not feeling the situation, not feeling myself. Um, and it's that because I'm not doing things, you know, that serve me. I'm only doing what serves the other people. And yeah, yeah. they're good, but I'm not. And then I'm left empty constantly. So, um, sure. yeah, no, no, that's not good either. And again, I, I operate um, from the from the perspective and and just the mindset of anything in extreme is bad. But at the end of the day, like, I'm very, you know, again, finding out, you know, and I'm still in in that journey, you know what I mean? Still figuring out exactly, you know, what I want and who I am. Um, So I'm not even going to, like, flex or, you know, and be like, oh, yeah, I know exactly who I am and I'm this great person and I need all these things. No, but at the end of the day, I'm still figuring that out and I'm still on that journey. But at the same time, um, realizing that, yeah, compromising, sometimes I'm going to be like, no, that's not going to work for me. And that's cool. That's good for you. I'm glad it works for you. And if that's what you want to do, yeah, go do that over there. But for me, no, that's not going to work. And this is why. And being, you know, very clear and concise about why that's not for me. And letting people know exactly where I stand. I mean, I've had to do that with family members. Um, and mm-hmm. that's, that was tough mm-hmm. within my family dynamic because everybody was quick to just critique and criticize and oh you're not a good person you're not this oh you don't care why does you know what I mean why does things you know why does my um why do my actions need to look a certain way to you for it to mean so and so you know what I mean like no I don't have to prove myself to you I don't have to like you know it's just a lot of things right that I ended up having to learn you know those hard lessons right and dealing with people because I'm like I can't keep doing this I can't keep you know, serving others and, and, and being whatever the other person wants me to be. Cause at the end of the day, I'm not serving myself. I'm not, you know, and then I'm, I'm, I'm left wondering why I'm, I'm not getting what I want, why I'm left feeling so empty, why I'm, you know, just, you know, lacking so much joy and, and purpose in my life. Well, because I'm not being intentional, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not being intentional. Mm-hmm. I'm not being authentically myself. Mm-hmm. Um, how am I going to draw in the people that are right for me when I'm not even being who I really am? So, um, yeah, no, that's, that's super duper important. And I think if, you know, the audience here takes nothing else from this conversation, I mean, just walk away from, you know, with this, with the fact that, you know, you have to be okay with you, 
and do whatever it takes to kind of get to a place where you're like, hey, you know, yeah, are these things are, are things that I want to change, right? I want to improve on these things. All the areas that we talked about, you know, as far as, you know, the, the main areas about emotional intelligence, that's why I think it's, it's such an important skill to build, right, in your life. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you got to be intentional. You got you to gotta be okay with you first. You got to be, yeah. yeah. So, so again, you know what I mean? I, I, I just, I digress, but you know, we just have to definitely make sure that that's, that's clear. Um, so Absolutely. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we did talk about how it impacts your relationships, all, all especially romantic and friendships mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. work dynamics and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add with regards to emotional intelligence that you feel is key and that the audience might want to, want to hear about, or is there anything I don't know, yeah, man. You said a lot, but it was I mean, good. I think that, no, I think that, um, you know, back to kind of what you're looking for um, when you're establishing a relationship with someone, um, it's a lot of the things that you are observing, right? So pay attention to how this person, especially in the earlier kind of stages, um, how do they treat others, right? Like, how do they handle stress? You know, how do they handle, I'm trying to think of like, you know, road rage, right? Like, you know, are they composed or are they, you know, cursing somebody out the window? Um, how do they respond to um, a, a, a waiter or a waitress um, if they get their order wrong? I mean, there's just little opportunities. Oh, and can I give little... you a quick example, Joanne? Can I give you a mm-hmm. quick example of something that's recently, like, you know, on... Um that went viral um and i'll just tell you real quick because i don't know if you've heard about it but it was a situation where a girl was going on a date it's couple these you know two people were going on a date right so the guy explains and, and correct me if i'm wrong because i don't i don't know i didn't see the clip necessarily but i heard a lot of talk about it um basically the gist of the situation is they're going on this date the girl the guy waited an hour he made reservations to a restaurant he waited an hour for this girl because she was not ready when he went to pick her up (laughs) so then the reservation was completely gone right by the time she Mm -hmm. was ready so by the time she's ready to go he's like okay well yeah you know our our original plans are done you know, but he waited patiently for her and at the end of the day he just decided to take her to the cheesecake factory because again it was a first date he didn't really know so he takes her to the Cheesecake Factory, and then the whole thing went viral because then she started recording him. And when they pull up to the Cheesecake Factory, she's like, oh, I'm not getting out of the car. She's like, I don't know what made you think that all of this deserves or, you know what I mean, should have been brought to the Cheesecake Factory. So that was the whole issue. So then the whole moment goes viral because he's like, oh, the whole reason why, you know, he's like, I did have, you know, reservations at a very nice place. But unfortunately, you know what I mean? You were late. You weren't ready on time. So we lost the reservation. And he's like, I just thought to bring it to the Cheesecake Factory because, you know, Cheesecake Factory is, has pretty good food. It has a lot of options. I really didn't know what you were into. So, you know, whatever. I just said, hey, let's just go to the Cheesecake Factory. And homegirl was like, no, I'm not Cheese Factory type chick like this is not so yeah so and and the reason i bring that up is because again like these are the types of things that people are dealing with dating and yo that was crazy when i heard that i was like i mean it's kind of comical (laughs) but i did not i did not hear or i did not see that video yeah Um, yeah yeah. i did see recently and i'm guessing that it's um in a connection with that but i did see recently um, like a list go viral of places you can't go on a yes. first date or something like that. I'm not sure if that was connected to what Yeah, 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 related. <laughs> yeah, it was related. There's a lot of responses um, to it. 
But, you know, I think that that's a great opportunity, even on that first date, to observe and decide if this is, um, like, compatible with you. Um, you know, you know, different people have different red flags and different, you know, um, you know, different levels of tolerance, you know. So it's, you know, hard for me to say, um, you know, what works for that that man or that person and, and that woman. Um, but I think taking those observations early on are key and not just kind of ignoring them. And then you're six months, eight months down the line and you are recognizing something that you probably had signs from, you know, those early stages of dating. Like there's, there's a lot that's telling and how people interact and how people, um, are they flexible, right? Like could she have just went on the date it sounds like, based on what you've told me, yeah. he was working on his flexibility and being patient for her getting ready. Again, I don't, I didn't watch that. No, I would have left her ass. Sure. I would have been like, no, sure an hour, there. an hour late? Like, what is going on here? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't watch the video, so I can't speak to that specifically. But I do think that it brings up the point or reinforces the point of pay attention, pay attention. Um, so, and then address it. You know, maybe that, that's a, that's a Beware, conversation. Beware, folks. Beware. <laughs> The conversation you're having early on, you can forget that, avoid it, and keep going on the second and third date. Or you could say, "Hey, this happened on the first date. Let's talk about it." You know, those, again, hard conversations. Are you willing to have them? And you know, because that'll help. That'll help you determine if you know. No, this and is I like you the cheesecake factory. I like the cheesecake factory. What's wrong with cheesecake factory? I have. I haven't been in a while either, but but I've never had an issue with it. I mean, they got some good food. What's wrong with the cheesecake factory? Like, yo, like, that's good food. I mean, if you take me it to some, yeah, if you take me to some place that has crappy food, then that's, that's an issue. But I mean, Cheesecake Factory, I mean, it's not, that's not that bad. <laughs> Anyways, but, um, okay, so we'll, 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 we'll call it here. Again, thank you so much, Joanne, for joining us. Let people know where to follow you, where to look for you, where to find you. Yeah. Do you do virtual sessions? Do you do virtual do. sessions? Yes. Yeah. So okay, um, guys. I am, <laughs> I am licensed in the state of Florida. So if you live oh. in Florida and um, anywhere in the state of Florida, I can offer virtual sessions, of course, couples, family, individual, teens and adults. Um, if you're in the central Florida area, I do offer in-person therapy as well. Um, both are effective. So, you know, just depends on your day-to-day -day schedule. Um, and you can find me on on Instagram, uh, grounded path underscore counseling. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Joanne Alexander. The two accounts are linked, so if you find me in one, you can find me in the other. Um, but yeah, I'm your uh, local Orlando therapist, and it was a pleasure being on your podcast today. Hey, thank you for inviting me. Yay, yay, yay! <laughs> awesome, awesome. And I'll I'll include all your info in the notes too, so people are you know can find you easily and all that good stuff. Sure. And yeah, thank you again for joining me and being patient with my technical issues. No, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> It of was course. a little annoying, but you, you were a good sport. So I definitely appreciate that. And we'll definitely have you on again. I hope you'll come on again and we'll have some other conversations for sure. So love it. All right, guys. Thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You guys.